Perhaps some of you are familiar with the, the legend of the golem. There are many versions. Um, if you've traveled to Prague, there's a good chance you've spent time in the Jewish quarter. And if you've been to the Jewish quarter, um, you've likely visited the Alten Shul, the old synagogue. And if you've been there, you know the story of the golem. With rising persecution of Jews in Prague in the late 16th century, legend has it that Rabbi Jacob Lowe took matters into his own hands. He went up to the attic of the synagogue, and like God creating, creating Adam from the dust of the earth, Rabbi Jacob Lowe created a golem, a golem, the Hebrew word for raw material, created the golem out of clay and brought it to life through rituals and Hebrew incantation. The golem, by my reading, is the first superhero figure that we've got, a precursor, actually, to Frankenstein served, the golem served to defend the Jews in Prague from anti-Semitic attacks. So I've got my own personal golem, actually bought it in the Alton Shul gift shop, um, and maybe some of you will join me on a trip to the Czech Republic someday and buy your very own golem. So here's the most important thing about the golem and why I'm sharing this Jewish folklore tonight on January 7th. Rabbi Lowe brings the golem to life by inscribing the Hebrew word emet, truth, on the golem's forehead. The three letters, Aleph, Mem and Tav serve as the very seal of God. Yes, the golem is portrayed as a physically imposing creature. You wouldn't want to mess with the golem, so don't mess with the Jews. Yet, yet the golem's strength, its very life, comes from emet, the Hebrew word for truth. And that's what I'd like to talk about tonight. As the journalist Amy Schwartz writes in Moment magazine, the value of truth permeates the fabric of Judaism. You can see this woven through Torah. You shall not bear false witness Keep far from false matters. Do not deal falsely or lie to one another. As in the Golem recipe, the Talmudic rabbis also extract deeper meaning from the words letter, from the word letters. The last, excuse me, the three letters of Emet are the first letter, an aleph, 
the middle, a mem, and the last letter, a tav, of the Hebrew alphabet. And visually, and visually, the letters rest on wide bases, suggesting that truth stands on a broad and stable foundation. And by contrast, the letters that make up the opposite word sheker, falsehood, have narrow or round bases suggesting falsehood's essential instability. All this may sound as if Jewish tradition sees truth as a simple or absolute, but that's actually far from the case. From the earliest commentaries up to the present day, Rabbis and scholars have pointed to passages where truth is grouped alongside other values, such as the prophet's admonition, love the truth and peace. And from Pirkei Avot, the ethics of our ancestors, the world stands on three pillars, on truth, on justice and on peace. The lesson of these juxtapositions teaches us that truth exists along with other cornerstone social values and must be balanced with them. Yet, let's be clear. These values in tension with one another and multiple perspectives do not cancel one another out. Decisions have to be made and there are basic building blocks of truth. As former Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan said, you are entitled to your own opinion but you are not entitled to your own facts. And this, and this is ground zero in our country today. The fracture in our communities sits on the fault line of truth. Do we value truth or do we completely disregard, distort, or desecrate truth. Kurt Anderson, contributing writer for The Atlantic, surely invites multiple points of view, but draws the line in letting the subjective entirely override the objective. Thinking and acting as if opinions and feelings are just as true as facts is simply unacceptable. And this is what school teachers around the country were faced with in talking with their students about the anniversary 
of the January 6, 2021 insurrection at the United States Capitol. National Public Radio spoke with some teachers. One of the most obvious ways students can begin to explore the events of January 6 or any other fraught moment in history, one teacher offered, is by using primary resources to build a foundation of facts. Several teachers say even before beginning a conversation, in this case about January 6th, it may be necessary to provide students with at least a baseline of truth. Another teacher who has taught in K through 12 in Washington, D.C. and Oregon said, even older kids can come in and really derail things in terms of what they think they know or you know, some story they heard at home. And then it can all just be a big jumble. She advises fellow teachers to get on the same page about the basic facts before you just open a discussion where it can just kind of go into a free-for-all. Start with the easy stuff. For example, we know from official records, videos of lawmakers' speeches and news stories leading up to the day, that Congress was meeting in a joint session, presided over by former Vice President Mike Pence, to officially certify the results of the 2020 presidential election. Those are all incontrovertible facts. And several educators say that their job is to teach students how to think, not what to think. Challenging students to check their facts doesn't mean that teachers step aside. Instead, teachers play a vital role helping students differentiate between a reputable source and propaganda, between an advocate who profits from falsehoods and a journalist or expert who traffics in facts. One teacher in North Carolina considers a true patriot as someone that questions and investigates. Another teacher in Philadelphia raised a cautionary flag around creating a false equivalency between two sides of a debate. Needless to say, not all arguments and perspectives are created equally. Don't we want our children and adults to be critical thinkers? A cherished biblical paradigm is having the backbone to challenge authority figures as our biblical ancestors modeled even challenging God. 
There are political leaders in our country and their followers, sadly, not on the fringe, who don't like experts because they interfere with their professed rights as Americans to believe or pretend that fictions are facts, to feel the truth. As we begin this new year, we are in a position to have to gird ourselves to call out dangerously what is dangerously untrue and unreal. So as I began with the golem, I'll end with the golem. The golem is brought to life carrying the word of truth on its forehead. The golem's superpower is serving as a flag bearer of truth. Emet, three Hebrew letters that spell truth. Remove the first letter, the Aleph, and you're left with a Mem and a Tav. That spells the Hebrew word Met, the word for death. The living golem protects us as Americans and citizens of the world through critical thinking and a capacity for truth. With all its nuance, the living golem represents the foundation of democracy in all its imperfections. Remove the Aleph, remove the Aleph, and it all comes tumbling down.